So we've only been talking for a few minutes and my anxiety is already going up. I know I'm going to get audited, aren't I? <laughs> Just to tell you the truth, like when we're doing the bookkeeping right, our clients don't get audited. Our experience has been as long as someone is doing accounting and putting together a set of books in the right way, then audits just don't happen in general. Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast from Mazuma that shares motivational stories from small business owners. I'm Greg. And I'm Ben. It's tax season. And we know a lot of small business owners out there might be starting to sweat a little bit. Mm-hmm, for sure. So we decided to take a break from our typical podcast to answer some common questions we have heard from our clients who are small business owners like you about filing taxes this year. You can actually find a deeper dive into these questions on our Mazuma USA YouTube channel for more information. So Ben, first question, what do you need to file taxes as a small business owner? Well, Greg, one of the biggest things that we find this time of year when clients come to us wanting to file their taxes is that we don't have the bookkeeping ready, right? As a small business owner, now you've got this extra information that's required to get that tax return filed and it's contained in your business transactions that have been occurring all year long. So we've got to make sure and account for all of those transactions before we have the financial statements which are then used on the business tax return. So don't forget, bookkeeping comes first, then tax return. Oh, that's great. So by bookkeeping, do you mean keeping all of your receipts and having those in a box and handing them over to you? What does bookkeeping mean? That is a common belief that you've got to keep every single receipt. However, it's a much better practice to just have a business bank account set up. If you've got a business bank account set up, there's no need to keep receipts because all of your business activity can be found within those bank statements. Okay. So on the business bank account though, if I have money in the account, isn't that telling me the same thing that the bookkeeping would tell me? You can't really tell for sure what your tax bill is going to be by looking at your bank account. You know, a lot of small business owners like running their business off of just a glance at the bank statement or bank account here and there. The reality is all the money going in and out of your bank account isn't treated the same on tax returns. So we got to differentiate between certain types of money going in, certain types of money coming out so that it's accurate on your taxes. Okay. So that's great. Here's my situation though. I started my business. I didn't set up a separate bank account. And so my business and my personal bank accounts are essentially one in the same. How am I going to know which one is which? That is totally common and reasonable that you would go into business with that assumption, right? Maybe you didn't know a business bank account was necessary. All that means is that now we've just got to be able to differentiate between what was personal and what was business in your bank statements as we go through them. Unfortunately, that's going to require a lot more help from you, right? Because we as your bookkeepers and your accounts are going to go through every transaction. Maybe some of them we're not going to be sure, is this Greg paying money for his personal life or is this Greg paying money for the business? So until we have that business bank account set up, we've just got that extra work to do in the meantime. So what does it even take to get a business bank account set up? Pretty much all banks, I would say these days, have a business account option, business checking, business savings. 
you just walk in there and say, I've got a business now. I've got to separate my personal from my business transactions. Can you set me up with an account that I can do that with? And sometimes they will require you to have an EIN from the IRS before they can set that up for you, which is super easy to get. You can get the EIN online. Most of you, if you formed an LLC, you've already done that. But the bank should have some low cost, if not free options for you. So we've only been talking for a few minutes and my anxiety is already going up. I know I'm going to get audited, aren't I? (laughs) Just to tell you the truth, like when we're doing the bookkeeping right, our clients don't get audited. Our experience has been as long as someone is doing accounting and putting together a set of books in the right way, then audits just don't happen in general. Okay. Well, I'm going to hang my hat on that then. (laughs) Okay. So what else would you need for me to get my taxes filed? After the bookkeeping's done, we kind of move on to the documentation that you receive at the end of the year. Things like 1099s, letters from the IRS about stimulus payments you received or tax credits that you received. We also want to know information about life changes that occurred. Did you get married? Did you have a kid? Did you move? Things like that. We're also looking for additional information about miles that maybe you put on your business car or retirement contributions you made or anything along those lines. Now, there's kind of too long of a list to list everything here, but those are some of the highlights we're asking for. And it comes down to that documentation that you get at the end of the year from your mortgage bank or from charitable organizations that are sending you a note about how much you contributed during the year, things like that. That sounds great. It just also sounds like a lot. So what if I can't get you all that documentation in time? And I know I have the ability to extend, but what are the consequences for extending? You know, a lot of people are afraid to extend because it just sounds like you're asking the IRS for forgiveness already. Again, I'm going to get audited, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But the reality is, is that it is extremely common for people in general, but mostly for business owners to have to extend their tax return. I don't know if you knew or not, but S-Corps and multi-member LLCs have a filing deadline of March 15th. So that's a month before- I didn't know that. That's a month before the common April 15th deadline. In general, it's difficult to get a whole year's worth of bookkeeping and everything buttoned down by March 15th. And the IRS knows that. They're expecting these extensions and there are no negative implications imposed upon you by the IRS for extending your tax return. In fact, some people believe that you're less likely to get audited if you take your time, extend the return, and make sure that the records are all accurate before actually filing your return, as opposed to rushing things through and trying to get it done before March 15th. I didn't realize that. So what does an extension get me, though? It obviously gives me more time to get my documentation together, but is that it? And how much time? So if you file an extension, you're telling the IRS you want six months longer to get your records together and file your tax return. Doesn't mean you have to wait six months to do it. So if you're filing a tax return that has a balance due, you do want to try and estimate how much you're going to owe and make that payment before the deadline because the fact is you're extending the time you have to file, not the time you have to pay. However, those March 15 deadlines for S-Corps and multi-member LLCs almost never have an actual bill associated with them because they are pass-through entities, right? And so the owners of the business pay the taxes, 
the business doesn't pay the taxes. That sounds great, but it doesn't sound like there's any real consequences. So what if I don't extend? For these businesses that have a filing deadline of March 15th, you're automatically going to get penalized for not extending. Really? Yeah. 200 bucks a month per owner. So if you got an S corp or multi-member LLC with two owners and you don't extend and you file on March 16th, that's a $400 penalty right off the bat. Oh, wow. If you're an individual taxpayer and you're filing a sole proprietorship or single member LLC on your personal taxes and you don't extend that, then there's only penalties if you end up owing money. So if you just don't file an extension and don't file by April 15th and you end up getting a refund, then there's no penalties for not filing that extension. Okay. So what's the process like to file an extension? Is it just as arduous as filing my taxes? Should I just file my taxes or what does it take to get that extension filed? So it's pretty simple actually. So it's just a single page form, right? For the business return, it's form 7004. And for the individual personal tax return, it's form 4868. That's like an accountant flex right there, knowing those off the top of your head. I'm (laughs) very impressed. That's right. (laughs) And so the only information that's on those forms is basically your name, your business EIN number, or your personal social security number, and your address. That's pretty much all you got to put on there in order to file that extension. And the IRS pretty much always grants that extension to file. Oh, great. Here's my other conundrum here with being a small business owner and trying to make sure that I'm getting everything taken care of is what are the deductions that I need to be aware of? You hear all the time that there's benefits from being a small business owner. There's things that you can write off as a small business owner that you couldn't capture as a individual member just filing. So what are those things that I need to be looking for and how are they going to benefit me? Great question. This is really what it all comes down to, right? Saving money, saving taxes, paying as little as possible. And I'm going to jump back to harp on the old bookkeeping thing again. One of the biggest ways that business owners end up paying more taxes than they need to is by not recording all of the deductions, all of the business transactions that occurred during the year. They they forget about transactions that they uh, where they spent money on business activity way back when, maybe at the beginning of the year, and it's just missed on the tax return. That's another huge plug for getting a business bank account set up is so that every single transaction that you spend business money on goes through that bank account so that we know we're capturing every single deduction that's available to you and seeing all the money you ever spend on your business. Well, here's a struggle that I have is I'm at the store and I'm getting ready to buy something and I have a personal card in one hand and a business card in the other. How do I know whether or not I can justify that as a business expense or whether I need to take that as a personal expense? What makes the difference? Where's the line there that keeps me in safe? I'm a very uh, big proponent of think broadly about deductions. Honestly, the IRS's definition of deductions is very broad. And it comes down to basically anything that is supporting or promoting your business activity is going to be deductible. If it's commonly deducted by businesses like you, or if it's necessary for your business to keep the doors open and to keep running, it's going to be deductible. So if in doubt, use the business card is kind of my rule. And then let the accountant ask questions about it. That's great to know. I'm understanding the bookkeeping thing. So what else is there? So a lot of times businesses and business owners need to drive their car 
anytime you drive your vehicle with a business purpose, it can get you additional deductions. So that's something that's totally off the table for individual taxpayers. But now that you're a business owner, that's available to you. A couple of questions come from that. How do I know whether or not it's business-driven miles or how do I keep track of that? Do I need to submit that to the IRS? And then the second question is, is actually, I do work from home. What about my home office? Great question. So yeah, the vehicle miles do need to be logged one way or another. And so there's apps out there that are really good for helping track when you're driving for business. So like you open up the app as you get in the car, you swipe right for business, swipe left for personal. And it's business if it has a business purpose. So are you going to the store to get supplies for your home office? Are you going out to lunch to talk business with somebody? You know, Is there any way you can justify this trip as a business-related travel? On that app, is it, what's that called? Is that like Tinder for small business owners? Swipe left, swipe right? Or, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Depends on which way you're going. Okay. Yeah. I think actually just to throw one out there, Mile IQ, I think is one that uh, Microsoft bought a while ago. That's a common one that's used that works really well. And that home office is also a common one. So there's definitely deductions available if you're using your home as your kind of primary place of business. The square footage of that space that you're using basically earns you deductions. And so we probably don't need to get into the details of it, but you want to bring that up at tax time. And that's one of the things that Mazuma has on their tax return checklist is asking people about, do you use your home? How much space do you use of your home that's dedicated office space? I have a cousin who his wife is an accountant. So he's really smart at accounting stuff because of that. And he knows a lot. He talked to me about making sure that I formed an S-corp and was able to uh, capture deductions off of that. What is he talking about with that? Yeah, so your entity structure is probably one last thing that I would mention that you want to be aware of that different entity structures allow you to have different tax treatment. All of the general deductions are available to LLCs, S-corps, no matter what business type you are. But S-Corps have this special treatment where the profits of an S-Corp get to avoid the self-employment tax. So the self-employment tax is the Social Security and Medicare taxes that the IRS is typically having your employer withhold from your paycheck. But since you're the employer now, you're the business owner, no one's there to withhold taxes from your paycheck. And so as a sole proprietor or or an LLC, at the end of the year, the IRS slaps an additional 15% self-employment tax on everything you earn, on all of your profits from that business. But for some reason, Congress convinced everyone that S-Corps don't need that self-employment tax to be applied to their profits. So S-Corps get to avoid the self-employment tax on profits. However, there is a catch. Owners of S-corporations are supposed to be on payroll. So you've got this complicated payroll that has to be set up now because you're an S-corp. And that complication kind of adds costs and they end up getting some of those Social Security and Medicare taxes from you anyways, but not as much as they get from you if you're just an LLC. So does that work always? I mean, is that just a universal thing? I'm brand new. Should I just automatically form an S-corp as well? We typically don't advise it unless you're making money, right? Unless you're making decent money, like tens of thousands of dollars profit coming from your business. 
then it's usually worth the headache and the cost associated with making that S-Corp election and, and starting payroll. But otherwise, stick with the LLC right out of the gate until you kind of know where things are headed with this business and know that you can usually do it retroactively. Oh, you can. Yeah. Oh, great. So of all those things, it sounds like the majority of them are decisions that can be made at some point or maybe a singular activity with the exception of the bookkeeping thing. It sounds like that's probably the biggest headache. How do I take care of that? What's the best way to keep my bookkeeping up to date? It's the biggest headache. And for that reason, it's the thing that's neglected most often. Right? Yeah, I haven't done anything. I just <laughs> keep all of my receipts in a shoebox and I was planning on taking those to somebody at the end of the year. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And thus Mazuma was born. That's what Mazuma was born to solve that, that issue and to try and make it as affordable and convenient as possible to keep your bookkeeping up to date throughout the year. So using a service like Mazuma, where it's kind of a done for you option is obviously what I recommend. It's uh, a lot better than trying to enter all the transactions yourself or figure out how accounting works, you know, in a do-it-yourself software, though those softwares can be great. So have someone help you is my main suggestion when it comes to bookkeeping and, and let them direct the way as far as keeping yourself up to date. I'm hoping you can make me feel better by answering this question, but because I feel like I'm the only one this way, but of your new clients that come to you every year, how many of them are in a financial mess as far as bookkeeping and S-corps and elections and all of that kind of stuff? Uh, probably all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've been doing this business 10 years now, Yeah. right? And we've seen businesses of all kinds come our way, whether they're new businesses or businesses that have been going for a while. I honestly don't have a recollection of a single one that has come to me with bookkeeping up to date and accurate. It just doesn't happen. And it's not surprising. These people didn't go to school to be accountants or to know how to do this. And the IRS doesn't really educate anybody on on this stuff and, and why it's important. They just penalize you if you haven't been doing it. And so it's a real common common thing that you know that you're facing in that situation. So you don't have a wall of shame or something that I would find myself on if I ever came to your office? <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. definitely not. Well, thank you, Ben, for being here and sharing your knowledge and information with us and dropping a few flexes on us as well. <laughs> thank you, Greg. It's been great chatting with you. All right. Hey, and thank you listeners for joining us today. And just a reminder, if you have any more questions about filing taxes, check out our YouTube channel at Mazuma USA for more information. And also remember, if you or someone you know would like to share your small business story, please go to mazumausa.com slash keep going and fill out the form at the bottom of the page. If you're looking for tax advice for your small business, be sure to join our Keep Going Facebook group or check out our website at mazumausa.com. Thank you.